I'm Amanda Olberg, Managing Editor of Education Next. We invite you to join this week's Education Next podcast, available online Wednesday morning each week at educationnext.org. Across American public schools, Black and Hispanic students are far more likely than their white peers to be suspended or expelled as punishment. At the same time, students of color are far less likely than white students to be taught by a teacher of the same race. Are these two patterns related? Does the lack of diversity among American teachers contribute to racial disparities in school discipline? That's the question posed by a new article slated to appear in the winter 2017 issue of Education Next. I'm Marty West, Editor-in-Chief of EdNext, and I'm pleased to be joined today by Constance Lindsay, one of the authors of that article. Constance is a professorial lecturer in the School of Public Affairs at American University. Her new article with Cassandra Hart, entitled Teacher Race and School Discipline, is available now at educationnext.org. Constance, thanks for taking the time to join me today. Thanks for having me. So I think we've known for some time that Black and Latino students uh, are more likely to be suspended and expelled than white students, and that they're less likely to be suspended when they're in schools with higher concentrations of black and Latino teachers. So why wasn't that evidence enough to tell us that teacher race could play a role in these disparities that we see? Sure. I think that's a great question. So a lot of the previous literature on this topic sort of looks at this, like you said, at the aggregate, right? So at the school level. What we're trying to do is more so look at dynamics on the interpersonal level. And so since we had the opportunity to explore this with administrative data, that allows us to look at personal relationships between teachers and students to look at some of the dynamics behind some of the disparities we see in discipline outcomes. So you're looking at individual level administrative data from the state of North Carolina, right? That's correct. And that allows you to follow individual students over time as they experience different types of classroom environments? That's correct. So we can basically compare students against themselves when they're racially matched to a teacher versus the years where they're not racially matched. So what does the composition of the teacher uh, workforce look like in North Carolina? Is it similar to uh, the pattern nationwide? Yeah, so it follows national patterns. Um, there's about uh, 15, uh, or sorry, between 11 and 15 percent of the teachers in North Carolina are um, identified as black. And that's uh, less representation than among students, I take that's it. That's correct. It's about 40% of the students are African-American. So just like in the nation as a whole, the teacher workforce is much less diverse than the students who the teachers are serving. Um, and what do we know about just baseline rates of suspension and expulsion of exclusionary discipline, as you call it in the article in North Carolina? So in this particular study, which is just focused on elementary school students, about 7% of the sample experiences one of these exclusionary discipline types over the course of the sample years. And how does that vary across students of different racial and ethnic backgrounds? So, of, of course, as you can suspect, um, black students are suspended and expelled at much higher rates. Um, so for the black male students in the sample, it's about 30%. Uh, black female students, it's about 15%. That experience an expulsion or suspension at some point in their in their career. That's correct. And then I'm looking at sort of data at, at an uh, I guess the chances that in a given year that you're uh, experience exclusionary discipline. Black male students, it looks like it's about 16 percent as compared with less than six percent for white male students. So really almost a threefold difference. That's correct. Yes. 
Um, and so uh, your research uh, shows that students are less likely to be suspended when they uh, have a teacher of the same race. How large are those uh, effects? So they're actually pretty small effects. Um, we don't see more than one to two percentage points, but they are pretty consistent across different types of analyses. So one to two percentage points would be the effects overall for all students, but they're larger for some groups of students, right? Right. So they're larger for our black female and black male subsamples, with the biggest effects being for the black male subsample when they're matched to a black male teacher. So I'm looking here, so a uh, black male student, if they're placed with a white female teacher, which most of them are, mm-hmm. uh, that's that 16% rate of exclusionary discipline. And that falls to less than 13% if they're placed with a a black male teacher. That strikes me as a fairly substantial reduction. It doesn't come close to equalizing disparities across uh, students of different races, but certainly uh, suggests that this is a, a factor. Sure, yes. I think, you know, I think a few things. So one, this particular study just focuses on elementary school students. And so I think one thing to sort of wrap your head around is that you don't really think of elementary school students getting expelled and suspended. So even though the effects are small, you can think about the impact sort of substantively as being very large. Yeah. And um, having done a lot of work myself with administrative data, I know that the strength is often, as is the case here, your ability to really pin down a causal relationship. Uh, The limitation often is that you don't have a lot of insight into what could be driving the relationship, right? Yeah. And so I wonder if you'd be willing to sort of help me think through what you think might explain these patterns and... uh, and and what we can say about them. Sure, and, and that's what people are most interested in, right? They want to know why this is happening. So we can't, like you said, we can't necessarily see the whys in our data, but we have a few things that we think maybe we can look at in future studies, and we think that are some implications. And so, one, we think that there is a possibility that maybe black teachers are prepared differently. So, for example, if you have the expectation that you're going into a high-needs or hard-to-staff school that might be majority-minority, you might um, focus on different classroom control strategies that would allow you to, you know, tamp down behavior or you're maybe you're used to different types of behavior or you have more cultural competence when it comes to observing how children behave in different settings. So we think that's certainly one implication. Uh, You can also think of the implicit bias implication. It could be that um, white teachers have implicit bias when it comes to black students. And so certain behaviors might get you different types of punishment with different types of teachers. And indeed, there's a ton of research that says, you know, when teachers have to rate students, very often white teachers rate black students differently than they rate white students for the same types of behaviors. But again, we can't see that. That's just more so um, some thinking on our part. So we think those are maybe two of the explanations. Um, Some of the other things we've thought about are uh, perhaps it's, you know, sort of a a cultural mismatch piece. So one of the, the other interesting parts of this is that we see some results for white male low income students when they're matched with black teachers. And so, you know, perhaps it's a sort of uh, a phenomenon where, you know, it's a class relationship or just different behaviors are viewed differently by different types of teachers. So let me get that straight. So you see white low income students actually being less likely to be punished when they're with a black teacher? That's correct. And so one of the things that could suggest is that some of what we're 
talking about the benefits of a race match could actually be a benefit of a match in terms of class background. Correct, correct. And really, you can't separate those two things in the data. So we can't see that because we, although we have information on the student's sort of class status, we don't have any information on the teacher's class status, so how they grew up and where they're from. And so that would kind of be ideal if we could also sort of disentangle those effects, but that might be one mechanism. And I'd also imagine that you've talked a little bit about the possibility of biases or different interpretations of behavior on the part of teachers, um, but you could also imagine student behavior differing depending on the classroom environment in which they're placed. Sure, yeah. You can, you know, if it could be that black kids act differently when they have a black teacher. Um, one of the things that someone else brought up is maybe, you know, if it's somebody who looks like your mom, you're more likely to behave. Um, so you could certainly see the, the relationship moving in the other direction where when black kids have a black teacher, they behave better or differently. And so nailing down which of these explanations is correct seems important for thinking about the policy implications of the findings. I, uh, I, I think the results clearly provide yet another reason to continue efforts to diversify the teacher workforce, uh, and there are many reasons why we might think that's a, a good thing. But we also know that that's going to be a real challenge to do completely in the in the near term. And so as we think about developing strategies to address disparities in school discipline, I wonder if you might think about, I don't know, how we should respond to these findings and how we should learn from uh, more research on what's contributing to the patterns. Sure. So I think I think you're right that we're not going to have a, a representative teacher workforce anytime soon, just because of patterns of college-going attendance and sort of you know the demographics of the, the teacher working force as they currently exist. I think one of the things that we can think about though is how to train culturally competent teachers. Um, you know, one of the things that might be useful are thinking about some of these um, teacher prep sort of clinical programs where they get experience in diverse school settings. Um, you know, you can imagine a lot of teacher prep programs, they kind of pursue internships that are easier to get as opposed to ones that might expose the teacher prep candidates to a diverse um, array of potential students. So I think that's one potential mechanism, certainly thinking about ways to make the current workforce more culturally competent. And are you pursuing any further research uh, that would begin to shed light on which of the explanations uh, in sort of might explain the patterns you're seeing in North Carolina or research looking at these patterns in other settings? So so not not so much on the mechanisms. We are, we're going to have a few studies that use the North Carolina data. Um, the next sort of version of this is going to extend, extend this beyond elementary school. So we're also going to look at the dynamics in middle and high school. Um, we're Where also students gonna, experience a lot more of these punishments. That's right. It actually peaks in middle school, which I, I think is interesting. Um, but we do end up finding similar results. Uh, Another thing that we're going to do is sort of also look at the teacher-student race match question for things like special education and gifted status. One of the things that emerged for us in the North Carolina data is that it ends up being mostly a black and white story um, because there, although there's lots of Latino students, there aren't enough Latino teachers to do enough of the matching that we need. And so we're thinking about maybe getting these data from a more diverse district like a place in Texas or maybe state data from a place like California where we could sort of look at these dynamics, um, not just thinking about them sort of from a black and white perspective. So when you say that it turned out to be a black and white story in North Carolina, you're not referring to any pattern of findings, but just the fact that you did not have enough uh, teachers in the sample to look at uh, who had other backgrounds. That's correct. That's correct. 
Well, I hope that we can uh, invite you back to uh, update us on what you're learning about this issue going forward and uh, invite you to, uh, to do so on the Ednext blog as well. Oh, great. So my guest today has been Constance Lindsay. You can find her article, Teacher Race and School Discipline, in the winter 2017 issue of Education Next and online at educationnext.org. Thanks, Constance, for taking the time to join us today. Great. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Education Next's weekly podcast, released every Wednesday morning. For more on education reform, visit us online, educationnext.org.